When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because you asked me to as a friend, Paul, I can give you efficiency and dedication, but enthusiasm I can't dredge up even to the minutest degree. No sense of adventure? No wonder at the unknown? Some wonder. Some inquisitiveness as to how a human being can place himself in such jeopardy, not only with willingness but with anticipation jeopardy are old friend the jeopardy i face comes in shadow yours happens to be much more real but of the two there isn't much choice did you happen to drink milk this morning harvey what was the strontium 90 content of the glass and has it occurred to you that the things you've been eating over the last couple of years might be turning your bones into sawdust oh harvey Speak to me of Jeopardy, if you will, but don't make it sound as if I have an exclusive franchise on the calculated risk. You and I both share this dubious distinction with several million of our peers who inhabit the 20th century. And you don't care for the 20th century? I do not. I will now tell you as succinctly as possible how I classify the times. We live in a cesspool, a septic tank, a gigantic sewage complex in which runs the dregs, the filth, the misery-laden slop, the race of men, his hatreds, his prejudices, his passions, and his violence. And the keeper of this sewer? Man. He is a scientifically advanced monkey who walks upright and with eyes wide open into an abyss of his own making. His bombs, his fallout, his poisons, his radioactivity, everything he designs as an art for dying. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Yep. 
Sip. 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 What do you do for 90 minutes, Eden? Yoga. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jade was asking me why it was so chill, and I was like, you know, I'm going to throw you guys for a huge plot twist. What's that? (laughs) So chill. What? So that makes you chill? Otherwise, when you wake up, you're just like... Breaking stuff and yeah, I am not yelling at people. Yeah, I, I I am not a morning person like at all. Like I am that person that wants like thirty minutes of silence, bare minimum. What's like, Me too. I'm so like so Josie in the morning. I'm like Josie, chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like some. It's no, like I'm like that person. I'm just like nobody talk to me for thirty minutes at least after I wake up. Like I need my time to just like for my brain that's like i've always been like that too like it's it's been pretty consistent since i was a child never been a morning Mm. person what about you guys Mm. was you morning Mm. person no hell no no is anyone on here maze are you i know that you have the habit of getting up early because i just like get up and start doing stuff usually I can start doing stuff but yeah, human but interaction is a challenge yeah. in the morning like That's i can get up and start doing stuff right away but i don't want to talk to anyone yeah it's a is a, does a morning person wake up like happy yeah I've seen i think it. they I've wake up it. they wake up happy and they want to like have mm. conversations they want to like, interact yeah well, you right right seen it <laughs> i am recording <laughs> i've seen it so i know it's possible for people to wake up and and be yeah, chipper yeah. and all of it. Waz is talking just, about it like he saw somebody in a museum. Who's yeah, a morning it's person. Just a miracle. I'm like, how do you do that? And the same is true for them at night. They're very grumpy, you'll notice. Right. <laughs> like they're trying to just get to right. sleep or whatever? <laughs> right, yes. Where I'm not like My that. wife's yeah, a morning person. At night, she's like, right. I'm going to fucking bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. 7.30. So accurate. So <laughs> accurate, Jade. Kids, kids are the same. When they get tired, they get really cranky. Oh kids get cranky. cranky. I wonder if oh. anyone in the history of life has, like, successfully converted from one to the other. I feel like it's just no, what you're, how you're born, I've right? Done it. It's how you're wired. I've done it. I've done it. I've it's done like it. being a lefty or a righty, Eden. Yeah. You can't just convert. I did it, but I can't maintain it because i like the night more yeah i like the morning right. don't get me wrong i do go to bed early you wake up you're like wow it's seven o'clock i know yeah. it's like well <laughs> i got in the habit for a while like just like it was like maybe two months where i was going to yoga with a friend at 6 a.m so that's the only time of the day she could go but it was like i'd be getting tired at like 9 30 at night because it, you're getting up oh, to be no. somewhere for six as soon as it gets dark yeah and it's just like nap. oh like how and it just wasn't sustainable i mean it's like you're barely making it through one game at that point like i don't know it's i was just like this isn't working for me this like i got in the habit of it for like two months but it's just you miss out on what too time, much stuff that what happens. time do you go to bed now in general now I'm on a pretty consistent like eleven to seven sleeping schedule. Eleven to seven. Oh, so you yeah. get up at seven. Wow. Yeah. But you but just not, it was sort you of don't like a Yeah, no. I don't want to talk to anyone for like an hour. Yeah, I'm up it's, early too, but it's you get, the same. Do you have to it's get up against like, your will? No. Or are you like ready nah. to get up? I just wake up. Yeah. I just I, wake up I'm, at seven oh, fifteen. My, my alarm if is I, set for seven thirty, but I wake up at seven. 
Like if I, I wake up, up at, seven. at any time and I'm I'm like getting I, I get out of bed willingly as opposed to a lot of days where I'm like, oh, God damn, I got to get up, you know? Yeah, that, that's more. I'll get cranky there. But if I get up, I'm generally fine. Generally. No, it doesn't matter how much sleep I've gotten. I want the first 30 minutes to myself. Sometimes I have to force it out of me and I and I'll do something yeah. like good morning, Sadie, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Get me in the role. The funniest is if you've been awake for like an hour, but you haven't talked. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you try to talk and your voice is all Whoa. a mess. Whoa. And then on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, like if you if we if I like accidentally slept till like nine forty five and then we get up to record I'm like, Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's like, what happened to you? Oh man, that's funny. Uh what uh let's see it. Do I have ads today? Um Wow, you got a new show. Another new show. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Twitch streamer, apparently, now. <laughs> Who, is it? Who isn't a Twitch streamer? Um, Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys know, but I've been working with TYT. They basically, they put me on TV like two or three times a month. Which, That's the Young Turks. The Young Turks, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, lefty, political, independent media company. Um, it's still crazy. Every time, like so many people, that's the one thing that I've done in my life that like people who I haven't spoken to in a long time will reach out to me and be like, yo, boy, I saw you on the Young Turks. And I'm like, damn, like their reach is just crazier than I fucking imagined. Right. But again, they're on TV. So, you know, I've been doing stuff with them since like February, I guess it was. Um, And, you know, they they were like, yo, our audience messes with what you do. Would you want to... um?" fuck with our twitch stream and i'm like i've never twitched in my life not like that i feel like way way back we done like we've done twitches like together i've never been like a you know like a streamer in my life and so you know i did my first joint on wednesday night um you know basically just talked about politics and then just talked about my life here in LA and x y and z um and it was cool um we calling it wasnia um, named after the great country on the Eastern Bloc. Welcome to Wozniak. <laughs> so perfectly pointed out. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's just basically more of the same shit that you can expect from the Young Turks, which is just lefty sort of media analysis. And um, yeah, we're having fun with it. We're going to try to do it every single Wednesday. Um, and just see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've never done this shit before. So, You'll be you know, when they it. approached me and asked yeah. me to do it, I was like, I mean, I'll give it my best, you know. But from what I heard, the feedback, people seem to enjoy it. And so that's all we're going to do. Try to entertain people. Try to make people laugh. Give people something to, you know, find some joy in. It's nothing compared to going live on a Thursday. So, <laughs> well, it's not that it's not quite that, but it's similar, Eden. Trust me, it's, it's in that vein. What's it called? Wasnia? Wasnia on the TYT Twitch channel. Wasnia Herzegovina? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was Jake at I Am Cohen Crazy's question. What's it like in Wasnia and Herzegovina? Yeah, like, well, I actually, t- I actually talked like? about that. Black on, people um, there? 
Of course. I actually talked about that on the stream. I was like, well, you know, it's a collection of some of the greatest cities that I've ever been to, right? Gambling is legal like it is in Vegas. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas? Exactly. We don't don't close at 2 a.m. like we do here in L.A. No, that thing doesn't close until you feel like it. So like Miami and Vegas. No morning people in Wozniak. We've decriminalized all the drugs and the prostitution. Um, And, you know, that's just just how we rolling out there. We're enjoying ourselves. We're not putting people in prison for having fun with recreational drugs. We're not letting the freaking pharmaceuticals have a monopoly on, you know, the drugs in in, in Wozniak. And also, you know, we're going to have testing stations so people can can figure out exactly what it is they're putting in their bodies, you know? Um, I feel like that's most of the the complications that people have with drug use. Like, you know, my man, Mac Miller passed away. He didn't know he was doing fentanyl. Like he didn't, he thought he was getting, I think he thought he was getting blow, you know? Um, so, you know, we, wow. we had fun with just the concept of what kind of society we would want to bring. Obviously is, we get help. People got health care, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it's, this drug thing is getting out of hand because like I've been reading about it. Stuff coming in from China, you know, and like just legalize it so I know what it is. Exactly. I'm not exactly. saying I do it, by the way. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. But, but if you absurd. did, wouldn't you like to know what it was that you were freaking doing? And and the thing is, people are going to do it anyway. There's this idea yeah. that if you criminalize it, well, you're gonna you're gonna get people. It's like no, people are gonna do what they want. You know, why don't we make it safe for them to do that? You know, Same but thing whatever. with uh, we live in a the sex industry. Puritanical. Same thing. Of course. Of course, man. Shouts to Elliot Spitzer. It's like every, I swear to God, every night in Connecticut, there's a story about some shooting that went down in a motel. And I, I hear motel and I'm like, oh, I know what's going on here. <laughs> Drugs yeah. and prostitution. You yeah, know? pretty. Yeah, basically. Every time. Um, man. Well, that's great. Congrats. And then you also, oh, yeah. We did mention the other show on the Patreon with the Calculus. Oh, yes. Yes. Culture Calculus. Uh, that's launching actually this Thursday. Um, I don't know if the feed is up for you guys to subscribe right this moment because, you know, iTunes and all of them do the gestation period or whatever. Um, but, yeah, this Thursday, Culture Calculus with myself and Kavitha Davis, Davidson, excuse me. Um, of the athletic, uh, she just she used to just do the lead with Wondery and us. Now she's a full time athletic employee. She is incredibly talented, um, one of the most talented people I've ever worked with in this shit. And so it's really dope to be working with her on this project. And we're just gonna be doing you know the, the same typical fare, but like. A lot of times when we're talking about the trade deadline and who's going to get the the race for the one seed and, you know, whose defense is sucking right now and et cetera, et cetera, you don't really have time to dig into some of the, the ancillary stuff, the stuff that's happening, you know, sort of <laughs> left of center. <laughs> and so mm. and so that's why uh, we, we started the show so we could kind of deep dive into those kind of things. And um, I'm really excited about it because, like I said, Kavitha is just, she's incredible. She's a freaking superstar. So it's really dope to be working with her on this. Nice. <clears throat> nice, nice. Are you in double digits of shows now, Was? <laughs> just pushed uh, you over this, 10? Feels like it. Woke Bros, Bomb, um, Buds, um, Hoops Oops. Adjacent, Bing. and... 
fucking what was I about to say? Culture calculus. So that's seven right there. Wow. And then I guess we could ca- count the Twitch stream as a. So there oh, you yeah. go. Eight. Wow. Getting into Zach Harper territory. There you go. Are you going to do the the Amin thing where you just talk about what you talked about on other shows? Be like, well, <laughs> on this show, I said this, so I'm going to say it again here. <laughs> Does she do that? All the time, dude. That's freaking genius. That is absolutely I mean, genius. Good way to market. Yeah, you just cross <laughs> you cross the cross streams. Promotion, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do indeed. I do. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, before we get to questions, I do have a advertisement. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash ding, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Count the Ding listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash ding. Where do you want to start, Maze or Eden? Let's start with Maze. Okay. Let's <laughs> okay. go into the bag. Okay. So, Conlin Athletic Shoe at Convolutionary. I recently found out about a prepared food tax where I'm moving that might make me dine out less. What specific category tax would be the most soul crushing for you and make you reconsider your spending habits? A tax for what? What was it for him? prepared food so, so like, like if you go out to eat out, yeah there's extra tax isn't everything taxed? everything is already taxed with like you know the ba- the basic like nine mean, percent if, if there was a youtube Sales tax, tax i'd be in trouble i serious freaking trouble bro hmm. <laughs> i spent so much time on hmm. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, there's yeah. already a weed tax. Yeah, it's huge. And I'm too. happy to pay it because, yeah. as we Big talked about, gas legalize tax. it Safe. so we know yeah. where it's coming from. Big time gas tax. If they taxed just bacon more, <laughs> if it's like, are you really you, eating that much bacon these days? Well, I'm just trying to think of something that would really make me reconsider, right? Mm. So if I'm going to get a burger, and instead of it being like a dollar. 25 for bacon on it or whatever it was like 30 percent more on the burger for bacon and be like what the hell is going on why are they doing this to the bacon i'd have to think about it 
So that's something, but <laughs> that's an interesting mm. concept though. I wonder What about if- a yoga tax, Eden? That would not be good for yoga teachers because no one would take yoga. Yeah, if the government just started. <laughs> yeah. But yo, 25%. Thinking about what you said, I feel like if there was a tax on like foods that were generally like known to cause obesity, like say soda or something, I wonder if it was, there was a, it could actually help the public health situation. I think that, isn't there I a think soda that tax? Bloomberg did that in New oh. York, right? I don't know. <laughs> but I know people don't stop drinking it, so it must not be high enough. <laughs> but it's so cheap anyway. Soda tax is, does exist. <laughs> not just soda, like anything that is like, you know, anything that's really bad for you. Like that causes, tends to cause obesity. I'm just I wondering. Like, yeah, I, I'm just I wondering. I think they tried to do this. I, I don't know if we're looking no. at this the right way because these are things you really crave and you're you're probably going to pay the tax on it. Trust me, right? A ham- it's something that you've, reach the limit to and this additional thing is just be like i can't do it now you know what i mean mm, probably yeah maybe it would be like coffee or something. Could, like those things like soda like, or, look at cigarettes look coffee. at how much cigarettes are yeah like cigarettes is the number one <laughs> yeah of that's just true. like yeah they just keep boom cranking yo, it up son like it, they I, I think it was what's his name before i feel like giuliani had discovered it before was like, yeah, we could just really just keep taxing this shit. And then Bloomberg was just was like, let's see how far we could take this. And like $30 a pack. <laughs> dude, yeah. it's insane, dude. Yeah, so San Francisco put in a soda tax one cent per ounce. And it That's raised $1.65 in funds. Damn. So people just pay it. Yeah, Guys, I mean, I'm like I, wondering like, if it's everything with like refined sugar or like high, like high fructose corn syrup, like. <laughs> but I guess people would just pay it. Yeah, I don't know. Tea, hmm. tea. You know, it's funny. Is that this country revolution had a revolution over tea? <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, you know. Tea. tea yeah, tea I mean, there really wasn't there. a lot of options back then, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's just it's just funny. Like, they didn't tea, have Mountain Dew and Red Bull back then. We have all Jay, this stuff going on, on these days, and like the people really don't care. But tea, basically, you had <laughs> water, which might have been gross, or you could boil oh, it and put herbs in it to and make there it you less go. gross. <laughs> less tag gross. Something I don't tag something to stop people from doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of curious about this whole concept. Well, I mean, I think we just proved that it it's not that effective. It just raises money for whoever's taxing yeah and yeah, like totally. there's very few people who would be paying attention that much or like cons- like if this guy is saying like he would he doesn't want to eat out that much because of this tax like i think i would still probably eat out the same amount same right? yeah it wouldn't affect me but I'm thinking, like, if it was there was a tax on like ordering things online, <laughs> like, don't we pay taxes for that? No, you you pay like whatever the local taxes are. If that, oh, right. yeah, you go online to try to find the best deal. Yeah, to n- not pay that much. Yeah, like usually, like so, if if some companies like don't exist in your state, you don't pay tax on it. It started during the Great Depression. Sales tax. I think the question is like, what, like, what is the, uh, 
like where would the money be going to like i'm not understanding like the the purpose of this dining out like no this prepared food tax like i don't understand who does that benefit prepared food well, i don't get what is that going? well theory i mean like the, so with the soda tax it, they pumped that money back into like causes that are related to public like, health yeah public health okay so it would probably but, be like it'd be back into the restaurants theoretically but that doesn't make sense because wouldn't the restaurants be the ones that are getting less sales if people don't want to pay the tax all right here here right here eden it's in connecticut Sales tax on prepared food items to increase. They did this last year. Uh, essentially, you're paying the 6.35 on food and then an additional 1%. For what, though? Like, where? who is getting that 1%? So, so in Connecticut, 7.35% at restaurants and other prepared meal places, sandwiches, grinders, even beverages like coffee and tea. Why? That's that's what I'm asking is like what yeah. like where that's is like point. Maze I kind of get what you're saying like if it funnels back to the restaurants but like if it deters people from buying then like I don't see the benefit you know D- does that make sense Yeah it offsets yeah it quavos yeah I got you That's weird I'm just like wondering what the reasoning like I'm, I'm it's just to, I think it's to differentiate to- from groceries Groceries are not taxable but prepared hot foods are taxable so if you're at you know in the pre-pandemic times if you go to the hot bar yeah at whole foods you have to pay more but yeah not sure i guess it i mean my guess is that it goes for you know the effort being put in to hmm. prepare it but oh maybe it's this maybe the concept is this that people that can dine out have money that's my theory. Yeah, of course, of course. Wait, but of course, it's a ta- it's a rich tax essentially. It's like um, you know what I mean. I still want to know. We need more of those. I still want to know where the money, like, where the money. Where does going the money who go? Is it benefiting? Yeah. Like, I mean, they, that's the, what the, the re- money's for. The yeah. reason why they're enacting these essentially is to meet their budget. So you know they're trying to all this stuff stuff like in Connecticut. They're debating this like travel tax, you know, for trucks that are bringing shipping stuff in and out of the state. So you'll have to pay a tax at the end of the year, I guess, for all the traveling that you're doing. And it's some for some companies pretty exorbitant, but that cost will be, you know, spread out. I mean, I'll, I would have to pay for that. So like if I was going to redo my bathroom this year. I'm better doing it this year if this tax is going to get enacted next year because I'll have to pay that tax. Not the so the shipping houses will have to disperse it into the consumers. But it's I think all this is rich tax. These are rich, or not rich tax, but people that have money tax. Yeah, but like that, it's not like that money is going to people that don't have money. Is unless it is like that's what I'm asking. Uh, who knows? I mean, <laughs> well, you got to figure out how to fund the city or the town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard. The town it's, has bills. Yeah. yeah so, how high so, is the tax rate in Wozniak? 
<laughs> oh, we taxing. 50% oh, we taxing like a across the board. We are taxing 100%. You know, like something like a gas tax, though. That Like when they do sales tax, like gas farts. tax, that's just taxing normal ass people. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, you know, and then they turn around and do a freaking private jet tax break. Uh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. Like there's ways to target this shit. Um, but you know, the people who would be targeted are the most connected. And so therefore they never be t- get targeted. It's funny how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny indeed. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Shalomar the God at Shalomar the God, which small market team has the low key best city? I think there has to be at least one in the NBA that free agents are sleeping on. I mean, I mean, does New, New Orleans, Orleans count? Yeah. yeah. Like, what so did let's you take say New Orleans off the board. Best small market city was. Mm. That's an NBA city? Yeah. That's an NBA city. So New um, Orleans is off the board. Okay. There's none. I've never been to <laughs> Memphis or Oklahoma City. Um, Nor have I been to Portland. Portland's small market? No, it's not. I mean, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I think New Orleans Portland and is a Portland tiny market. are probably. How you know it's a small market? Eden, they don't have a single other team besides the Timbers or whatever. Mm, that's a good point. Okay, they don't have a yeah. single other joint. I guess um, I was thinking just like I, I, I have no idea of like Pacific like Northwest Orlando's geography. Orlando's a small so. market too. So the smallest markets. And Orlando New sucks. Orleans is the smallest. Place stinks. So, so there yeah. you go, right off top. So that's that's probably Charlotte the right answer. Charlotte is small market. Charlotte is like... Memphis, OKC, San Antonio, Milwaukee, Salt Ugh. Lake City, Indianapolis, Charlotte, and then Portland. Why does Florida have so many professional sports teams? It's a big state. Good question. Are they? But each state but think, isn't you know, that big, like the right? Surrounding like, why does Tampa areas. have like you know an NFL team, NHL team? Probably a I think a because the team. surrounding areas can support it. You oh, know? okay. Like um, enough people travel in from right, like the greater right. Tampa area or whatever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so for you, something like football. Forget about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's I think true. Portland so like and New Orleans for sure. Football team. Like what? I mean, so I've never been to Portland, but I heard there's great food. Yeah, I've heard but again, that too. Again, the weather stinks. I heard that so it's like, just like there's a great lot of, white like, people culture there. Very was. hipster. I know. Yeah. I know. Very hipster. I know. That's, that's tattoos <laughs> and donuts. Was it the birthplace yes. of hipster? Like artisanal yeah. coffee artisanal and all coffee. that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, creative white strippers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go to Portland though. Um, my man, uh, shouts to my man, Sean Malcolm. He's trying to get me up there for a sneaker convention. Um, Craft Sean, beer. if you hear this, please get me up there. I want to go to Portland. <laughs> actually, I'm going to try to go to Portland for the playoffs, actually. And then even above Portland is Sacramento. Oh, it's funny. They have Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, which even all those combined, still no thanks. Yeah. Orlando, Oof. Daytona, Cleveland, I Akron. Definitely rather orlando just off the weather the state tax um some people are really yeah, into disney. I, of all of those small markets orlando sounds the most appealing to me this tax like, thing is far. so confusing my god i have i have no desire to fucking 
being Charlotte or Salt Lake City yeah. or Memphis or like Ohio. Long, long term. Yeah. No. Like what the? F- Are you what was the question? Me? I'm sorry to all of our listeners in Ohio. Ohio and like, coolest small market, Jade. And by the way, Cleveland is not listeners. the coolest town in Ohio. And the coolest brothers. town is Columbus. So it's like you don't even get to live in the coolest town in the state. But like, state. how cool even is Columbus? You know, like cooler than Cleveland. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and it's cold mm, in Milwaukee. Like it's like it's not even like right. It's freaking obscenely cold. Yeah, it's like Canada. It's it's more yeah, north than Canada. It's easy. Give me give me Orlando, Some San Canada Antonio cities. could take a walk. Um, on the river walk, but it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Funny to me. <laughs> the self <self-put-um-> <laughs> Sorry. What, um, uh, what was the I question? Gotta, I gotta laugh at Waz's jokes. Best city in a small market in the NBA. <clears throat> Best city in a small market in the NBA. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, like if you're white though, white people are definitely gonna be like, no, I love Portland. I love Salt Lake City. It's great. I love Indianapolis. It's underrated. Out right. Cities. Yeah, Let's but as a here. black person, when you will never ever see or another an Asian black person, person like right. Yes. <laughs> like the likelihood of you seeing a black person in Salt Lake City is like, I mean, let's keep it I, a stack. I've never been to Portland. Is yeah, New Orleans? I mean, New Orleans is Portland Portland and New Orleans are the cool picks, y'all. New Orleans, down. I'm New Orleans definitely. I love yeah. that. New Orleans, I think you're gonna find the best like food and culture in those two places. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I that's, mean, um, Tom. Tom would make a case for Buzz City, though. I mean, he does love it. All right, let's have Tom on to argue for Charlotte. <sighs> Bring Charlotte's him out! cool. I would take Charlotte. Tom but like, I would like to live in Charlotte. I like to, if I'm going to a place to have a good time, New Orleans. It's crazy that New Orleans is the smallest market by far. Yeah, but there you go. Well, is it? What's the population yeah. of New Orleans? Well, it's it, by TVs. It says six hundred thirty-six thousand. What about oh, wow. TVs? Memphis, yeah, this is 400,000 people. Memphis and OKC people. are smaller than that? Shit. Memphis and OKC are like right there. New Orleans is big. I thought that was bigger. But that's that's basically half the size of Portland. Which is, you know, five spots, spots up on the list. Like 400,000 people. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm still going there. next next up licky icky icky at brian licky if you were transported back to the roman empire with an iphone assuming you have full connectivity and unlimited battery could you take over the world (laughs) no no i don't know about taking over the world but i definitely start like a cult on like crete or something like that i get an island cult going why would a phone help you in any way no one else has a phone. Knowledge. No oh. one else has a phone. In knowledge. Someone's going to take it. One of these guys with the big spear is going to take it from you. Oh, so you're saying it's basically like the Ring of Power and Lord of the Rings and that it'll just corrupt? You know That's how all it'll do? These centurions, they didn't mess around, man. You keep, it, you keep the phone secret. You don't let anybody know you have the phone. And then what you do is you start 
just you start you small time it right you just get up on a box and start preaching i don't think you'd be crazy Right. That's how you start. But, but that's how cults that's how you get, get started. That's how you start yeah, a cult. That's how cults get started. You one person and then pretends anybody to have some sort of divine power. You can answer it. Yeah. You can figure that. It actually might be tough in the Roman Empire because so much killing. Well, killing, but also there wouldn't the be that day. much information about the Roman Empire the other day. My God, my kids. I told them how Jesus really died. Oh, it was great. Gave the whole thing. Nails to the arm. I just don't like this whole thing with Easter. It's like, you know, it's like, what are we teaching these kids about some bunny that comes and brings candy? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, happiness, although, although one could say that the Jesus story replaced whatever was before that. So, um, wait, but the bunny is not Jesus related, is it? No, that's capitalism. Yeah, related. so I'm just saying they That's give like, the kids the Jesus stuff to make them happy, Jade. I know we've like, talked about this before, no, no, no. but they don't get the Jesus stuff. Where does the bunny get the eggs, man? No, so I'm saying you didn't you didn't give them the Jesus stuff. No, but I told them the story about Jesus, how he was on the cross, and then he they bring him down, they put him in a cave, and then he comes mm-hmm. out and he sees a shadow, and he says, Six more weeks of winter. <laughs> just kidding. That's not that's not the resurrection I, story. I like but to. I, 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 I told it. no. I told them how vicious the Romans were. They were cruel people. How they would torture people by putting them up on these crosses, you know. And uh, assuming, you know, if Jesus did come down, he was probably still alive, and you know, got up one day. <laughs> so that, right? I don't know. Did they ever officially pronounce him dead? Yeah. Again, was there an autopsy? The story is that Jesus, Jesus's body floated into outer space on Easter Sunday. That's he was the the cave is part of it, right? The cave, yeah. He moved the rock, the rock from the cave. There was like a boulder covering him when he was buried. It got moved, (laughs) and he ascended to heaven. That's funny. Ascension Sunday. That's that's another word for it. Um, hashtag he is risen. I do. I went to church a lot when I was younger, a lot with my grandparents. My they took me. Yeah, I, I mean, I was forced to go, and my mom wouldn't even go. She would make me go with my freaking cousins. Like you're not even <laughs> going. Why? That's so strange. But you're forcing me to go. It's like a discipline she wanted you to have. Yeah. Did, actually, my parents said know. that like that was the only reason we went to like. Some, like bible school and shit was because like you needed to like practice sitting in a classroom and like learning stuff and like going to church yeah, i mean she must like, have thought that it was it's like time something that, that you, you send to, the like, kids to do yeah you sit and you learn to sit quietly with discipline wearing nice yeah, clothes you learn discipline yeah it's not I think about she just wanted me to know god or whatever the hell like her whole thing was like i've been i've been knowing god i'm older than you you need to learn god which, yeah, pretty much Did that by, work? No. I want to say by seventh or eighth grade, I had, my mom would be like, you haven't gone to church in two Sundays in a row? And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was that. 
And even on the like the high holy holidays like New Year's or Christmas or um, Easter or any of that stuff, Palm Sunday, I would sometimes show up at the end of Palm Sunday to get the palm and bring back to the crib. But uh, that was it, man. Donuts. I used to go to get the donuts. She loved the money and prepared to die for it. Mm. Eden, so we got DMX some has nerve. passed away, huh? Yes, DMX. DMX. R.I.P. DMX. Oh, damn. That shit. I got the news of Starbucks and I That's... absolutely fucking broke down. It was weird. It was like I wasn't expecting to... Um, I wasn't expecting to feel like that because um, I never really considered myself to be like a, some huge DMX fan. Not that I didn't love a lot of his music. I just, what really what it was, was that I lived with the DMX fan for yeah. like five years of my life. Like my, my cousin who had moved from Haiti, um, he moved here when he was like 12 or 13. And by the time he was like 16, like DMX was like it. Um, and... It's crazy because English was his second language, but DMX literally spoke uh, directly to him. You know, like he was definitely the sort of oddball, black sheep type of person in our family. And he just was obsessed with DMX, like the, the, like the, the sort of, you know, the pain or the anger or the isolation um, that DMX felt that he conveyed in his music, my cousin, it really resonated with him. And so that's why I never, me, myself, considered myself to be a DMX fan because I lived with somebody who, like, lived and breathed this guy's music, you know. Um, And it's kind of crazy because when DMX got, like, when he sort of exploded onto the rap scene in 1998, at that time, the radio mainstream rap was dominated by Puff Daddy, by Jay-Z. These guys who were the most flashiest sort of aspirational, you know, hyper-capitalistic artists, you know, excess and and, and money and flash. And that's what they, that's what they espoused in their music. And DMX came out and was doing something completely different. And he's, he's put out two number one albums in a year. um, Talking about basically being like, you know, that person on your block who, and it's, it's hard to explain this to people. Cause like people's conception of black people in America is that they're like, we're all like downtrodden and down on our luck and fucked up when that's not really actually the case. Even if you live in a neighborhood that isn't like posh, like most people in your neighborhood, like got shit to eat, you know, get new clothes and do all of this. Like, but DMX was that person on your block who, you know, they, Pants, you know, he might have wore his pants for a week straight and, you know, the sneakers might have been beat up and like you didn't really know what was going on with their people. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as like is his mom there? Like I've never really seen his dad around like he was that person growing up. Like this guy grew up in group homes. He was a freaking stick up kid. He developed a, a drug addiction at a very young age. Like he was absolutely somebody who grew up on the fringes of society. Um, and he achieved the freaking incredible rap success. Um, and you know, and people don't understand this, like this guy in the throes of a, of a fucking drug addiction put out the two biggest albums in 1998, the two biggest rap albums. He did that, you know, 
Um, and throughout the whole time, the content of his music was literally about being, having these demons, having these, you know, dark things that followed him around. Um, and just talking about people who were afflicted with this stuff, people who were downtrodden, basically the outcast, people whose society is completely forgotten about. You know what I'm saying? Like if you live in a group home, if you dealing with drug addiction, like society is basically moved on without you. And he made music for those people. So it's kind of crazy, his story. And, you know, I, I you know, I kind of think of myself as somebody with a pretty sunny disposition. So I that shit never really resonated with me. I never felt like that, you know. But there are plenty of people who it did. And I think that's why you're seeing so much of the outpouring of love on the Internet. Because this guy, like, really spoke to people in a very unique way. So it sucks that he passed away at age 50. It's tough, man. My brother, but my brother was a big, big DMX fan. He had a he had a huge following, man. Like people loved him, even in his even in this stage of his career, he was able to tour and get paper because like he had a catalog of fucking hits of big ass music, like Billboard number one hits. This guy had, um, and so you know. But again, everybody kind of knew that he was struggling with these demons. Literally from the start, like even DMX at his apex was dealing with major addiction issues. Um, you know, it's crazy to think about all the things he's achieved because of what we think about, like as a society, how we sort of conceive of people who are addicted to drugs, right? Like they're like the scourge, they're like icky, icky kind of people, right? And to think like from the start, this guy was able to do all the shit that he achieved man like the money he generated the the art that he produced the, all of the shit this guy achieved while struggling with a fucking crippling disease it's crazy man so rest in peace to dmx earl simmons you know i'm thinking about his family and just uh. the people who his shit resonated with it's crazy But Jake and I am going crazy. What's the grossest thing you've ever consumed food-wise or other alleged substances? Grossest thing? Like grossest. 
like what do you mean like a like a fried oreo is that gross like wh- that sounds amazing what are you talking about yeah that's why I'm, something I'm that i had that was food that i thought was gross um definitely oh okay like something you actually tart, thought steak was tartare gross. i don't know how people do that mm. shit i don't get it I will never get it. I've had it like four different times, like four different places. Like you don't like it, raw was? <laughs> <laughs> That's a trick question. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, steak tartare is just gross. I think the first time I had sea urchin, I was like, "This is f- what are you people what? doing with sea this?" Urchin? Uni? No, 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 no. Sea urchin yeah, I'm not really into eel. Mm. I don't like eel. I don't like unagi. But my mom is a huge fan. Um, yeah, I'm not big on I'm not big on eel. That's not my favorite. I don't like uh like stuff that is very slimy. Like right or like that. Mm. I don't like the way like um there's like a stir fried eggplant dish. In- I do like oysters. I don't consider you know, that slimy though. Like oysters are fine. Yeah, I like oysters. Like sometimes there's like this Chinese stir fried eggplant dish where the eggplant just gets like stir fried yeah. in like oil and it it becomes just like this mushy plant thing. And <laughs> the texture I just I just can't like I'm not it it doesn't it's not good. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, yeah, the flavor would be okay, but, like, I think texture is, like, a thing, a bigger thing for me. Like, I don't like stuff with gross textures. Yeah, I think for me, it used to be texture, because I didn't like to eat, like, mushrooms when I was a kid. Okay. I had trouble with that. Bomb. I grew out of it, was. I'm I'm okay now. (laughs) Pretty much eat whatever now, but. I think now it's mostly the smell. If something smells really gross, I don't so think no I can get past that. So no stinky tofu for you. Yeah, I would probably pass on the stinky People tofu. People always say they don't like the smell of fish sauce, but when I smell fish sauce, I think happy thoughts. I I, I love fish sauce, dude. I like fish like fish sauce, like Vietnamese. I like yeah. real like homemade of course, fish sauce. Come on, Heaton. Yeah. You know I'm going to the yeah, Asian market I know. for the fish okay. sauce. Don't play with me. Come on now. <laughs> you know I can't read the label on the fish sauce. Come on now. Good, Jeff. That's what I like me. to hear. I love you, Oz. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I'm trying to think. I know there are other things that I have had that are are gross, but I'm one of those people like I will try something once even if i don't think i'm gonna like it yeah yeah i'm probably with you i mean i've like, gotten unless, a lot more unless it's something that like i i just like know that i, I can't even think of something that, though like off the top of my head that i'm just like a hard no i've never trying that like i i'm just like pretty i like to think that i'm pretty open-minded and i'm willing to take like one bite and if i don't well, like it like, i don't like you know, it there, you know there's like all the the spare parts of like like chicken liver or chicken heart or chicken gizzards or chicken yeah, feet chicken, or beef liver or beef feet, cheek like I'm, I'm not really like crazy about like trying to get that stuff liver, I probably yeah. would eat not it for me fam I, I'll do the beef cheek but liver cow tongue where um, are we on tripe Old testicles 
intestine, goat Rocky testicles, Mountain oysters? No thank you. Oh, oysters. Rocky Mountain oysters. I can't do clams or oysters. I've said that oh, really? before on here. I like stir fried. Uh, I mean, oyster is up there with muscles. one of the weirdest foods in existence. I do like, like charbroiled oysters better than I like raw, though. Crack open this rock yeah. and eat this like gooey spit thing exactly. that's in there. Exactly. That is it's disgusting. It's a loogie. That's up there with but like about, who was the first person who thought like to fried milk oysters, a cow. Then? Like, like a fried oyster cowboy? So good. It's yeah, amazing. well, you fry anything. You fry and batter anything. It's going to be all right. I think, you know, like, but I just think what I'm saying is like, I feel like oyster after it's been cooked, there's like, it loses some of the, like the, the weird, yeah. weirdness of the texture. You, so it's like, cause you cook off the, the liquid and the goop. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm asking, are we like classifying it in the same, like, is it, is it still in the same category then? Cause I don't know. Eden. So you take your iPhone back to. The Roman Empire, right? Yeah. And you're you're walking along, and I use it the to crack open an oyster. Sea, <laughs> and you just you you have your cult following, and you pull a rock out of a little tide pool. Yeah, and you break it open, and then you slurp it, and you teach all your people. I break it this open is with delicious. the cell phone, right? That's yeah. You don't even need the phone for that. You can just do that by yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it's aren't crazy, oysters, aren't oysters me, like um, supposedly an aphrodisiac food? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I have not noticed. Yeah, I haven't that, either. Though. But <laughs> I just know that it's that's like, like what they say. <laughs> it's like a concentrated shot of protein, you know. But like, what about a would. bite of steak? Isn't that a concentrated shot of protein? What? <laughs> like a bite of steak? A steak. <laughs> like that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I guess, I think, uh, you want to eat it raw, though, like you would an oyster. You know. Steak tartare? Steak tartare. Yeah, tartar. <laughs> it's the zinc. The zinc in oysters. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, yeah, I feel like it's not the protein element. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. It's not the Spanish fly? That's only if it lands in your oyster. <laughs> what is Spanish fly, anyway? Just like uh, a love potion, I thought. It's got to be something, though. Oh, it's made from blister beetles. Oh, good. Specifically, the substance produced by the beetles called cantharidin. Cantharidin. Interesting. It's organic. So it's a beetle pheromone. That's promising. Get me some of this. I'm getting some. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what's in Blue Chew? Is it beetles? (laughs) Perhaps. Oh, man. Uh, While we're talking aphrodisiacs, Eden, do we have any nerve questions? Oh, what a great transition. Hold on, though. Give me an intro first, first, please. Hello. By the way, um, sorry, Mace, to to mess that up, but like West Indian people think that Guinness Stout is an aphrodisiac. Don't (laughs) ask me why. What? Interesting. They really but not think, other alcohol. Like your uncle will tell you, yo, before you go, before you go hang out with that girl, just drink one Guinness Stout. Watch. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> like, right. That is, that is some right. weird marketing. It's also Guinness is also known as Black Power or Viagra. 
some, bre- some breastfeeding Jade. experts and midwives do recommend that nursing mothers should drink small amounts of Guinness because it stimulates what? prolactin. What? People think Guinness is it. like has magical powers in it. It's crazy. You gotta be kidding me, man. That's Guinness some of the best is, grassroots marketing I've ever heard. Guinness is a really interesting beer, though. Like, because you think like when you drink it, you think it's super thick and it's really not, right? No. Like it's got it's got that nice foamy head. If you got I drink it, if I okay. was to drink it, it'd be cold. Um but it's yes. a good, good beer. What do you mean? If you were to drink it, it would be cold. What do you mean? Well, you know, you know, in England they they serve beer warm. What? And yeah, like, like all beer is served warm. That can't be true. Not all beer, but a lot of European <laughs> countries. Yeah, it's totally true. All my right. dad, my dad always tells the story <laughs> when he first got to Germany. Uh, that when sounds he was going, terrible. It does sound terrible. Yeah, yeah. But people do it. Drink beer warm. Huh. And on that disconcerting note, hello. <laughs> and welcome to the Friday hashtag Asplaz Mailbag on the Count the Dings Network. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, coming to you from San Francisco. On the line to answer your fantastic inquiries we have in Los Angeles. The Haitian sensation with a Caucasian fixation. His vocation is irritation of the general population, the black intellectual, the Liberian rock, cultural anthropologist, sexual politician, you know the Wozniakian vibes, it's Big Woz! The only Asian that doesn't raise him in Arkansas with a greener light than J.R. Smith and a tattoo for each of the seven deathly sins on both of her rib cages. Her love of Duke is not a fluke, she won't spook due to any rebuke. She can carve up the ice and fix her love life, it's Eden Lou, and in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Jay Christie is his brother and his wife, amateur bear watcher with a bionic colon, sheep dip conspiracy consigliere, Jade and full, scored 103 goals at the squirt level, only 28, but his mind is old, he came out the womb wilts, his wife is a fruit, and he's a nut, it's not a bit, he's dinging in the rain, just dinging in the rain, the evil producer full of bearded cat energy, that's what we drinking for, Jade, boy, what about a sesame chicken tax, Jade, would that cripple you? force you to become a different kind of guy. You have to be like the hot and sour soup boy. What's the name of that spicy seafood soup? Tum yum soup? Oh my lord. That's time. So fucking fire. Oh Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. 
Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.